Hey there, I am getting ready right now for this awesome party that I'm going to be throwing at my house in a couple of minutes. First of many, I might add, and I'm super excited about it because I've been wanting to do it for a long time, but I'm also a little bit nervous and, oh my goodness, who's that? Oh, hey, it's you, and I am so glad you arrived. Welcome to Dosha House. This is an Ayurveda and lifestyle podcast where I will raise the roof on matters of heart and mind, issues of health and body, we'll have conversations around food and nutrition, and the vastness of spirit. I am your host, Tina Coulson, Ayurvedic practitioner, coming to you weekly with real and approachable conversations around modern living with a foundation in the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda. Let's dig in. Well, hello, and welcome to the very first episode ever of Dosha House. Super excited to be here with all of you. And if you are listening to this right now, you might just be one of my beautiful family and friends supporting me. Or if you're just sort of stumbling on this, maybe you're a little curious about um, Ayurveda, or perhaps you're looking for a fresh perspective on things. Maybe you were just recommended. Either way, I am happy to have you here, and I am happy to be here. During this time that we share together in these episodes, I want to discuss a lot of the issues that we face current day, um, could be politically, could be socially, and I also want to tackle things that burden us from our past, things that we don't know how to get a hold of or get over. With the principles of Ayurveda, riding sidecar, helping us along this road of ours that can be smooth or rocky. So hopefully on this road of ours, together there will be a few aha moments. Learning Ayurveda has added so much new perspective to the way I think and the way I do things, and I just want to share that with y'all. So my name is Tina Coulson. I am a certified Ayurveda practitioner and wellness counselor, among many, many other things, which you will come to learn throughout time. And um, I do want to get started with uh, a little bit about myself so you know who you're going to be listening to. I'll make it as quick as possible, but you know, as a child, you know, we'll start way, way back. Um, As a child, I was overweight and I was made fun of, you know, bullied as a lot of kids are. And then later on, I went through a nasty battle of anorexia. And during this time, I didn't understand. I was super young. I didn't really understand what anorexia was. I was just thinner, which was I was stoked about. And um, I didn't realize a lot of what the core issues around that were. At this time, I was probably around, well, between the ages of 11 and 14. And I did do a lot of ups and downs. And through this time, I was... I would have a lot of mood, like drastic mood swings. Uh, I would be very, very chipper and up and then very depressed and could not understand why. And this wasn't, this was actually the first time in my life that I actually started having these really deep mood swings. Um, and along with that, uh, you know, with the, with the joy of being thinner and feeling like I sort of fit in and I didn't really see the, the health issues that I was 
suffering, even though doctors were telling me I just sort of ignored them. I was a child and that was that. And so I was very, very emaciated at the time. I was about 83 pounds. I was threatened to be put into a hospital. And at that point, I pretty much made a shift because the rebellious nature in me was like, oh, no, 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 that's not going to happen. And I really started to make a shift. Now, during this anorexic time, this time span, there was something really cool that came out of that in the way of uh, the knowledge that I started to gain around health and food. I became obsessed with cooking. I would scour my mother's cookbooks. I would cook for everybody. And, you know, and, and here's another funny thing about my bout with anorexia is that I did eat. I ate three square meals a day and I was hyper, hyper controlled over what I ate, hyper disciplined, which is which is kind of funny because in every other aspect of my life, I am very non-disciplined. So, you know, these are other issues that I sort of want to dive into later because what I have learned through Ayurveda has answered a lot of those questions as to why. Anyway, going back to that. So I learned a lot about food, a lot about um, whole foods. Uh, there was such a fantastic time I had learning how to cook and I taught myself. That being said, my... I come from a family of people who love food, people who love to cook. When I was younger, you know, we were not a family that would just go to McDonald's all the time. My family was very adamant about introducing foods to us that were, you know, different than what we would normally get in my area. I grew up in the Midwest. So, you know, during, you know, summer times when we would have the, the local summer fruits, they would introduce other things to us as well. Okay, anyways getting off the point. Um, so I had this bout with anorexia. I always had this real rebellious edge. Now, I know, I know this isn't like a crazy story. How many rebellious people are out there? Hey, me, me, me. But, um, you know, I did have a lot of issues after I got over my bout of anorexia and started, you know, maintaining a normal body weight. There was a lot of upheaval in my own mind and a lot of things that I went through, a lot of trouble that I got into. Um, I got really disconnected with my family for a long time. I got really disconnected with myself. Um, I really didn't like myself. I, I couldn't understand myself and I don't know many teenagers that do, but I didn't. And um, I thought there was constantly something that was wrong with me. And these are patterns and beliefs that I got from a very, very young age. And so what happened to cope with these things, I would just start doing these patterns in my life and they went on autopilot and to patterns that I'm still, you know, trying to eradicate to this day. Now, that being said, I, being a curious person by nature and always wanting to dance to the beat of my own drum, I would search out creative things that I felt since I couldn't really speak my, um, I, I could, I didn't have the words. I didn't have the understanding to go along with all the pain that I was feeling and all the discomfort within myself. And I never felt like I belonged anywhere. I never felt comfortable in my own skin. I just felt very out of place for much of my life, um, no matter where I was. We moved around a lot when I was a child and eventually ended up in California when I was about 14. And, you know, listen, I'm not, I'm not very well aware that 
the experiences that I had are not far off than many experiences that adolescents go through with hormones, trying to fit in within your peer groups, etc. But me, man, I didn't know what I was doing, just causing ruckus. Or just hating all authority and just being the biggest little asshole kid, getting myself kicked out of my house when I was the, the day I graduated high school. I mean, listen, we, I got myself into all kinds of messes, but I also had a lot of beautiful experiences, creative experiences, met so many amazing people. And, you know, as life goes, you go through these ups and downs and you try to cope and manage as best as you can. And a lot of times, you know, through my anger and through my outbursts with, with uh, people and ruin relationships, I would constantly find myself in getting involved in other circles of relationships that maybe weren't good for me. It's, it's been a cycle that for some reason, I never thought that I was good enough to have what I always knew I deserved or wanted for whatever reason. It was just a belief system I had in my head when I was a little kid, I guess, you know, or some very, very impressionable age that really struck a chord and stuck with me for a long, long time. And I do have ADHD. Again, many people suffer from this and didn't really know how to navigate through this and would find myself doing all these amazing uh, creative things and never following through with any of them. So here I am later in my life and I'm just like, only if I would have, only if I could have, should have, blah, 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 you know, this negative nasty talk. So how does Ayurveda fit into all of this? You might be wondering. Well, I have to say that it didn't, it wasn't like there was the wizard of Ayurveda just showed up at my doorstep, waved a wand and all my, everything was perfect. No, 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 no. <laughs> I am still going down my road with trying to um, eradicate nasty belief systems and make things better. That's always going to happen because I believe firmly and always evolving and not just being I mean, that's kind of what we're here on earth to do, right? Is just to evolve and be better, better versions of ourselves, be the best and just happy, live in a place of joy and contentment and give that off into the world. Now, for me, when I came into Ayurveda, I was really going through a hard patch in my life, getting out of um, a relationship that was, that kind of blew my world apart. I didn't know who I was. Um, now we can go into why that is, but nonetheless, uh, I was really seeking something that I, and I didn't know what. And intuitively, I was just led to Ayurveda. And it happened kind of immediately. And so I just listened for the, one of the first times in my life. When I say that I was rebellious against authority and all that when I was younger, I've also been highly, highly rebellious against myself. You know, my worst enemy, self-saboteur deluxe. I mean, this is just what I've done in my life. And that's okay. People do it. Um, so when, when I found Ayurveda, I did listen. And what I needed most in my life at that time was community. I needed something to shift, to really shift my perspective. I needed something to answer so many things in my life that I didn't even realize that's what I was looking for. But that is what I got when I started my deep, deep study of Ayurveda. And it was a very beautiful experience. The community that I was studying with and the, my class was from all backgrounds, all different ages. And it was really 
phenomenal to get to work with them for the years that I did and kind of go through this with them because it made me really learn a lot of things about myself. So my aim here with this podcast is that I want to extend the community. I want to bring in people that are that have questions, that are truth seekers by nature, that aren't just going to believe everything they hear just because it's put in front of them, but are actually really looking to widen their perspectives and really start to dig deeper on issues that we all face. Get a community of like-minded people. And a lovely thing that I have noticed, especially since COVID, is that there is a lot of conversation around Ayurveda. There's a lot of conversation around other holistic science and alternative healing. Yet there are still so many that are unsure what Ayurveda is, or they might have a preconceived notion of what it is, and don't maybe know about how to implement it into their life. And I'll be honest, it can be a little overwhelming when you're learning this 5,000-year-old science that it's, it's fascinating and beautiful. And a lot of times I have run into people thinking that it is a pseudoscience or that it is a fad or... Or, 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 and no, it's not, it's none of those things. I mean, take the word Ayurveda. If you cut it in half and look at it in its own original meaning, Ayu is life in Sanskrit. Veda is the scriptures. It's the knowledge. It's the science of. So basically, we're just talking about the science of life and the interconnectedness between us as humans and nature and the universe. I mean, it, one line, guys. It's one thing. We are all... We are not compartmentalized. We are not separate from. And that has been one of the most awe-inspiring and life-changing things for me. It has really allowed me or opened my mind up to many different ways of looking at just the world around me and my own life. So if I can share that and help somebody else gain any perspective in that, that's that's my goal. That's what I want to do here. It's really a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think that whether people feel a little overwhelmed by it or are actually very well versed in Ayurveda, keeping this knowledge in your back pocket and making it oh so ever present in your daily life and in your lifestyle, no matter how big or small, is so hugely beneficial. I can't state it enough, guys. Anyways, without getting too excited, because I am excited to do this, but um, getting coming back to it, coming back to Earth, uh, you know, let's let's talk about Ayurveda for a second. Um, throughout this podcast, there will be a lot of talking about issues, like I had mentioned, but I really want this to be sort of an educational um, platform as well going over some of the fundamental teachings of Ayurveda. You can start implementing in your life no matter where you're at, no matter how old you are, and what your health is like. Because Ayurveda is for everybody at any stage at life, no matter your health, and it does not discriminate. I think the key here is to just stay open and stay curious. I mean, being curious in my life has, has really opened many cool doors for me. And then my self-saboteur side has shut them. So, you know, a lot of doing this podcast is also for myself to have something that I keep coming back to and commit to. And I'm committing to 
this for myself and I'm also committing to this for all of you. And I feel that if it wasn't worth it, I wouldn't I wouldn't spend the time, but it is so worth it. And there is so much still to uncover. And what better way to do that than with all of you so we can do this together and see how the fundamental parts of Ayurveda can really permeate so many aspects and areas of our life to make it a little bit better and to give us that longevity and that health and that balance that we all are looking for, that we need, that we need just as human beings. Listen, in my bouts of depression or in desperate seeking to heal my wounded little girl, you know, I would reach for, for many different things. And, you know, I would go through phases in my life where I would subscribe to a certain mm, style and take my myself out, my just express myself through my style, which I still do. And I love fashion to the moon and back and always will. Um, I have dove deep into the world of crystals. I have dove deep into the world of music and so many things. Now, I'm not saying that these things don't work because they absolutely work. Anything that is going to take your mind from any dark place that it might be in and really raise the bar and inspire you, inspire your creativity, inspire you to work through the crunchiness that you're feeling, I mean, by all means, let's get on it and do it. And honestly, so many of these escapades that I have gone on in my life have really made me who I am and my life have helped, but they're not getting at the root cause. And that's where Ayurveda comes in. Having a very holistic approach at healing by uncovering and working with the root cause of the issue first. You know, and many times this requires a lifestyle change, be it big or small. And you might be sitting there saying, honey, I love my lifestyle just how it is. And, you know, there could be many things about your lifestyle that are fabulous. But maybe you need to make some tweaks. And maybe you need to make some adjustments depending on what your dosha is. What's that, you say? Well, in short, it's your constitution or your blueprint. That's a good way to put it as well. It's your blueprint. It is your very special individual makeup that is you, that was given to you at birth, and nobody else on the planet is has your combination. Combination of vata, pitta, and kapha. I mean, as I have turned inward and started to reassess a lot of these anxieties and issues I've faced, pretty much all my life. And I started looking at them through different colored goggles. I started to rethink rethink a lot of stuff. Doesn't mean that I have been able to sort it all out to perfection. Oh, hell no. But, you know, I'm I, I feel like I can po you know, positively say I'm well on my way to to doing that because of the awareness that I have around my specific combination of the three doshas, which one of them is always going to be more dominant than the others, but you're always going to have a mix. So these terms might not be so foreign to you, bata, pitta, and kapha, you know, the doshas, which is a good thing. I know that these terms have been floating around in the ether, uh, especially in more recent days, which is a good thing. I feel like the more you unpack about them and the more understanding you have around them, the better. Um, and, and these are going to be covered in future episodes and certainly 
more than one. <laughs> They'll keep coming up again and again, no doubt. Once I started learning about these, I really did a deep dive to reconnect with myself, which was, you know, when I think about it right off the bat, I was like, oh, connecting to myself. I've always been connected to myself. No, I haven't. You know, I, I would sit there and be like, oh my God, I was doing all these things against myself, just not even honoring certain things about myself. And how horrible is that? Like, no, that's no fun. And I feel like the, I'm not alone in that. You know, a lot of these things that I've been talking about, being a, a little chunky kid or, you know, having anorexia, being bullied, et cetera, et cetera. I am not alone in this. And I know that there are plenty of people out there that have had similar or worse or less. It doesn't matter. You know, they're, we're all human and we are all going through these things and we are all imperfect beings. And when we're going through life and we don't know how to cope with things or we're just trying our best and it's not working and we're eating a diet that we think is great because we read it somewhere and and it's just not working for us and it, it could be so many different things um my aim here is to kind of get to the core reason of why and if you're legit trying things that are just not working or that are working in some areas of your life but not others and you just cannot figure out why you know this is this is what this is about i mean all we have is today right like right now this moment and so why not make choices in this moment that we know can benefit the next moment or can benefit our tomorrow? It's not always easy. It's not always going to work that way. I get that. When we're living too much in the past, or we're living too much in the future, it's really taken away from right now and actually robbing us of our future because it's not a matter of planning per se. It's, it's just thinking. It's overthinking all of these things and it just creates stress, you know? And why not be armed with knowledge to where you are able to make better choices in the moment for those moments tomorrow and the next day. It's weird when you wrap your mind around that. And it's not always easy. Again, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it again and again because I struggle with it. But we try, right? Once you start learning about your very, very beautiful, specific constitution, um, then it only empowers you. It empowers your choices. Because once you understand that like, oh, if I, uh, you know, I am a, of vata nature, and if I eat this, I know that I'm going to get out of balance. Like it's, it's, there's much more to it than that. But just in an example, it's like once you are empowered with the knowledge, then you are empowered with your choices. And when you can make positive choices for your mental spiritual and physical well-being that's what we're talking about we're talking about you know just being the best you you can be out there and it's not always easy and it's you're gonna have trials with it just like I do and that's life you know so the community that I want to build around this is one so we could be there for each other and we can open dialogues that we all face and um, that we're not alone in, and we are not an island, and that's what I want to do, and that's why I want to come here to you guys and just have beautiful conversations around the science that is life. So in the next couple episodes, next two episodes, I am going to dive deeper into doshas. I'm going to do, I'm going to split it up. 
I'm going to do a twofer because there is so much to unpack and certainly it goes beyond two episodes, but I want to start there and um, start big and then sort of go small. So hopefully by the end of those two episodes, things might seem to be a little more clear and maybe some of you will get excited enough to put some of those new knowledge nugs in your back pocket and go throughout the day making a few different choices perhaps who knows it's all up from here and I'm excited to be here so thank you so much for sharing this time with me and giving me your ear and please follow the podcast tell your friends and family and build the community and travel on this wonderful adventure of life with Ayurveda at its helm again this is Tina Colson from Root to Rise Ayurveda, and I cannot wait to come at you next week with another episode of Dosha House. So until next time, peace and health to you all. XO.